0: And if anybody ever sees me running, you better get in front of me because something bad is behind me. The Georgia Butchu presents the Let Me Tell You Why You're Wrong podcast. Welcome to the Best Week in Georgia Media, episode 246. This week we have SCOTUS punting on the bump, Trump's docs, auditing the black hole of Ukraine, the grand old party putting the screws to Herschel, and military aids. I'm Dave Roberts. With me is my partner of this endeavor, writer, journalist, owner of the GeorgiaVirtue.com, and most importantly, dog mom, Jessica Salaji.
1: I feel like you were particularly excited about that putting the screws to Herschel part. Oh, was I? It sounded like you really had a lot of emotion behind that.
0: (laughs) Well, it's one of those things, false motivation is better than no motivation. You and I both just bogged down with work.
1: Yeah, this Uh, year is brutal.
0: Yeah, and we're recording in the holiday week so we can spend time with family and hopefully disengage from work a little bit, but uh, you're, you're covered up, I know. Uh, I'm covered up, trying trying to get trying to get everything done, and uh, uh, both of us we get on the phone we're like, "Hey, <laughs> yeah, what's
1: up?"
0: But when the red light recording uh, recorded light comes on, we're like, "Hey, it's time! Ty- it's, it's time to have a good time because this is a uh, this is what I enjoy doing. Some of the it's uh, best hour of my week.
1: <laughs> You're darn right."
0: <laughs> so i could get here sit here and get abused by you
1: mm-hmm.
0: so we have bumped that right off the docket the supreme court on monday last monday once again declined to hear a challenge to the federal ban on bump stock devices that modify semi-automatic rifles to fire more rapidly and in fact, actually it was two weeks ago as the show drops
1: thank you donald
0: yeah. Okay. So for the five people who don't know what a bump stock is, it's a device that allows a firearm, a semi-automatic firearm, and they make them for AK-47s, the, the semi-automatic and, and AR-15s. The weapon itself slides in the stock. So you use the recoil The recoil pushes the weapon back, you know, an inch or whatever it is, and you use your supportive hand, the hand that's not on the on the trigger, and you push forward on it. And what it does is it literally bumps back and forth in the stock, and your finger stays fixed. But you're you are pulling the trigger. You're 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 doing it mechanically. There's no mechanical device pulling the trigger for you. Your finger's actually hitting the trigger every time. Uh, This does not meet the definition of machine gun. I've read the 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 ATF rules on it; they're wrong. I've read the NFA, the National Firearms Act. That a machine gun is is defined as more than one projectile per pull of the trigger. So, true machine gun: pull the trigger down, it fires more than once. Whether it's a three round burst like a, a uh, traditional, like an M16 is, or full auto like the old M16s were, or like any other machine gun, you just hold the trigger down and it will fire as long as you hold it down until you run out of ammo. The thing with the bump stock is I can bump fire without the stock. There's several different ways to do it. One of which is to take it, you take uh, your belt loop, you hold it, hold it, obviously hold it at your hip Depending on how high you wear your, your, your belt line and you take your belt loop through it. And then you, Push forward on the weapon, and it does the same thing. The belt loop stay, stays in position. Again, is by if they're going to call this bump stock a machine gun, then doing that makes it a machine gun. And the and the fact is, the ATF ruled, thank you, Donald Trump, that the stock itself is a machine gun. With no gun attached. Uh, now there are other devices that are considered machine guns that are not complete guns. Uh, one of which is called a lightning link. It's a little piece of metal. I like to call it tin. It's very thin, about the, the thickness of, a, of an aluminum can, uh, and it sits in there. And what it does is it, it it automatically it it doesn't allow the hammer to stay back. So once you pull the trigger once, it keeps firing. Uh, there. There are several things that, that are considered machine guns that are components, and those are components that go into a gun. And actually, when you pull the trigger once, it fires, it, it fires more than one projectile. This was a, a, an overreaction by the Trump administration to uh, the Las Vegas shooting. Right. It's, 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 it's infuriating, and when, when, especially when Donald Trump is on the stump and saying, your Second Amendment rights are safe with me. Evidently not. I mean... I know you had to destroy a bunch of bump stocks when this came down.
1: Well, I would have, but they were all already lost in a boating accident.
0: Exactly. Exactly. You know, that's the other thing. When the 1986 law came down, thanks Reagan, uh, prohibiting uh, sales of, of... machine guns even ones that you pay the pay to register going forward you couldn't buy but all those that existed before were grandfathered in same thing happened with the 92 uh uh assault weapons ban anything that you had before that we would call pre-ban post ex facto uh or ex post ex post facto whatever it is um i speak no latin it was legal when I bought it it uh, it was uh, and therefore it, it should not it should not be mandated to be destroyed ATF with the bump stocks even especially with slidefire even issued a letter saying this is not a machine gun so not only did Donald Trump throw that out the window he also put companies like slidefire out of business and this
1: precedent is one that we can't undo.
0: Yeah, Scotus won't even hear it. Thanks. I don't know if that's. Yeah, I don't know if that's if that's Roberts that that's making that decision. Which you know I'm not happy with Roberts. I've I, I've said many times on the show I've asked him to stop using my last name. <laughs> Pick anyone he wants to stop using Roberts. It's embarrassing. <sighs> <laughs> but no i know i kind of kind of sucked the air of the room on that one because you know it happens to be you know, i just happen to be connect pretty well connected with the gun community and, and pretty pretty aware of what's going on with that stuff and, and the function of it by the way he wants to be your 2024 candidate are you excited
1: no but I wasn't excited about any of his other candidacies. And, uh, you know, you can think that, well, I don't, I don't, it's not a short conversation. I, it never is with Donald Trump, but I, I just, he's not, it, it's, uh, no, I'm not excited. He should just let somebody else. You know,
0: not just that he didn't even wait till the runoffs were done. Yeah, we still have six U.S. House seats. The last I checked, and I'm I'm sure, hopefully, someone will get called before the before the show drops. But as of recording, we still have six U.S. House seats. Two of them, at least two of them, in California that haven't been called.
1: Well, I also think, you know. I don't know. He just I'm at a loss because I just there's nothing you can say that makes sense and there's nothing that you can say that will the people who are just like die hard loyalists and that are all in, you know, there there was no nobody was wondering if he was gonna run again. Like we were all certain we all knew he was going to. I, I don't understand the sense of urgency. A lot of the things that have happened and the targets he's had on his back are because he wants to run.
0: Some of that is peeing on the field, is marking his territory and hoping that it that it runs some people out of the race, that they won't, won't want to get in with them. Look, well, I, I have a couple of problems with him running again, not the least of which is he'll be a lame duck the the minute he swears in. Should yeah. he win? Is, you know, if you, and I, and I keep throwing the name DeSantis around and, and who knows what's going to happen in a year before it's really time to, to, to start, to start working on that. It, he's a year early on it, a year. Um, and who knows what, what's going to happen and what. W- Trust me, the Democrats are salivating over the idea of running against Trump. Because they get to dust off their old playbook if they if they run with Biden, because we've separated presidential primaries because every every state wants to be first, wants to be early, we separated the presidential primary from our other primaries. we have people crossing over, especially you know in Georgia is top, and you know we talked about it uh, back when. Hillary was running against uh Obama was operation chaos is what Rush Limbaugh called it was telling republicans to cross over and vote for Hillary so that so that you keep the uh you keep the 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 war between the two of them going as long as possible
1: I don't, I don't think want to say that I, really worked did it
0: It did not Yeah It did not
1: But th- that concept
0: yeah that concept of go ahead and cross over and, and here in Georgia, and there are other states where you have to register uh, for your primary. You have to register for a party. Obviously, in Georgia, you just go get whatever whatever uh, ballot you want. But I think you'll see people crossing over, especially in areas like mine, where most of the primaries don't matter. No one's, no one's going to primary, has, has a real chance of primarying Mar- Marjorie Taylor Greene. You have no chance. All you do is wasting your money. Uh, Marcus Flowers, who ran against her, I, I can't remember what, what what we said. It was 20 points or whatever. All he did was waste money. He was never going to beat her. So in districts like that, where Democrats really have nothing to lose, they might cross over and go ahead and vote Trump because that's what they want to run against. And I'm not saying I, I disliked all his policies. Obviously, the bump, the bump stock pisses me off. But... I, my, uh, my investment accounts looked a lot better under Trump than they do under, uh, do under Biden. But I also haven't forgotten that the first $2,000 that came flying through Congress and started the inflation ball rolling was under Trump. So much so that he wanted his name on the checks as they went out. Mm. What a time and that's not, alive. that's not conservatism. That's not fiscal conservative. That's not fiscal responsibility. Go. It's not fiscally responsible to shut down the economy either. And all that happened under Trump. Let's let's not forget that. Let's not forget that the first the first payoff, the six hundred, then the two thousand, all that stuff was under Trump. And that's what got the the inflation rolling. Now, true, the, the Biden administration didn't help. And and certainly threw gasoline on the fire. But the initial spark was under the Trump administration, under under Republican Congress. So shame. Speaking of Donnie, he says documents transformed from government documents to personal documents when he took them.
1: I thought this was freaking hilarious. I mean, so I had this thought all along, honestly, when... When this, the story about him taking the documents back to his Mar-a-Lago home, I it it crossed my mind that he might not have been authorized to make copies and take the documents, but they are his copies. Like it's not like he took um, an actual artifact, like something from you know, like a a cannonball from the Revolutionary War, and there's only one of them. Like, he didn't take... All, all
0: of a sudden, Trump is Nick Cage. He's stealing the Declaration <laughs> exactly. of <his> Independence.
1: Exactly. <laughs> it would still be less worse. But um, it's not like he was taking something that, like, cannot be made over again. He he did make, from my understanding, he he took copies of something, and while he might not have been authorized to make those copies, and he might not have been authorized to remove those copies, I kind of agree that they are his... His copies, you know?
0: Well, he has, he had, sitting president has the authority to declassify information. Right. So the standing practice has been documents become declassified when the president, when the outgoing president takes them. It's a strange situation. It it only applies to POTUS in this that when he got on the helicopter still as president he was authorized to have to have those copies uh, and i guess they were reclassified the minute biden came in i don't know you know it's a it's a ridiculous argument i i think it could have been handled like gentlemen and it was at first, like, hey, we need to come in and see what you got. Okay, come on in. Let's let, let us uh, discuss what we got. Uh, this, this belongs in the archives. Okay, well, let's make a copy of it. You take the original. And it's not like he's got launch codes sitting around. It, it, of course, the, the media made it sound like it was much worse than it is. A lot of these are personal documents, personal notes, things. And true, everything you do as president of the United States... Uh, the originals go to the archives. Whether it's a handwritten note from from a, from a leader of another country saying, "Hey, uh, thank you for the nice dinner," that that's that's an official document. It doesn't mean that that the outgoing president should be able to take a copy of it and keep it in his library. It's just a it's a ridiculous thing uh, argument to be to be having. But the the legal maneuvering and the mental gymnastics they're going through to say. They transformed from government documents to personal documents the minute he took him out of the White House. I don't, it's a strategy. I don't know if it's the best strategy. Yeah. And I don't, I don't know what the end goal here is. Is it to, to hit him with a, you know, I don't know, D class felony, do no time, and now he can't run again? I don't know. Just there's a venom for Trump that, that we haven't seen with, with, other politicians
1: well are, are we i mean not that it it doesn't really matter right now but i i do wonder like are we certain no other president has ever taken these
0: i'm things? certain it's to the contrary
1: yeah right i feel like oh, i mean
0: i think a lot of them take that stuff and they use it to write their books Uh, they put them in their libraries. I, I have a hard time believing he is the only person to take, to take copies of documents with them. Now, again, these are not top secret battle plans for the defense of Europe in the case of a a Russian invasion. You know, this is, these are not the documents he was taking. I, I, obviously I can't say exactly what they are, but a lot of them are personal things, personal notes. You know, I, I, I feel it's kind of like, uh, in banking, when you would leave one bank for another, before you turn your notice in, you'd go to the copy machine and make copies of all your all your uh, client files. So you have contact information and all that stuff to take with you uh, before you turn your notice in. You go, go and take those and put them in your car, and then and then and then go in and quit, so that you have you have phone numbers and addresses to contact your existing clients to bring them over to the new bank with you. Right? Is it is it uh, is it wrong? Of course. Is it done? Every day. Every day. Anybody who has had a banker call them and say, hey, I'm, at, I'm no longer at X bank, I'm at Y bank, and this is my phone number. You can always call me if you need anything. Uh, here you go. It, it's, it, it happens all the time. That's why a lot of banks now have, have you sign a non-compete, which is almost unenforceable in Georgia, by the way.
1: It is. Some people learn that the hard way.
0: But yeah, uh, I, I wish he would have given us some time, or they would have given us some time to—even Obama went away. Yeah, he was present. I mean, if he needed to show up and campaign for somebody, he would. But he's he wasn't on the news every damn day. It's, it's just—there's a fatigue that goes along with that. Because we, you know, after almost two years of campaign, before four years of presidency, and two years since he's left, and now we're having another two years, I mean, it's going to be a decade of hearing nothing but Trump, and and there's a there's a fatigue that goes along with that, and, and I know it's one of the reasons you hate national politics.
1: It is. I'm. I mean, you know, I don't. I can't. I honestly can't remember if um, we've talked about it on the show or not, but. I've I've had the conversation with lots of people on both sides or all sides or sometimes in the middle of the aisle and and I I just come back to the same thing like these inquiries these grand jury investigations that are being done um and all we are almost at the 2 year mark when the show drops we will be about 30 days from the 2 year mark of the of him leaving office and this firestorm Starting. And I don't know why or what we can gain. Whether you think he is the worst person to ever grace the political stage or you think he hung the moon, I don't know what can truly be, you know, achieved.
0: Right. I mean, and and he truly is polarized because there are people and I don't even remember this with Clinton or there were people who worshipped Obama. I've been in houses where they had like shrug, like pictures of Obama up on the wall and stuff. And I was like, man, it's weird. I mean, I i have supported a lot of politicians in my life. I've never put like a mural on the wall to them. Because they were all fallible. But but he, but as far as the 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 huge public, OK, it, I don't remember people hating Obama. Most people would tell you, like, mm. no, if, if if Barack and I got, got in a room and between a couple of beers, we'd we'd get along fine. I disagree with them on politics. But we'd probably get along fine. Same thing with Clinton. Clinton would be, especially back in the 90s, would have been cool to hang out with because you know there'd be chicks around. Mm. <laughs> it's true. They been the chunky side but there be chicks oh around.
1: Oh my god. <laughs> anyway.
0: <laughs> anyway, but yeah, the 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 venom that's out, that's out for Trump and the number of people who sat that race out. Yeah, it's bad. Uh just like we were talking about with the Senate race. You know, when we look at the numbers that that went for Kemp and then you just see this huge fall off because, because of, of nobody liking either Senate candidate. I think a lot of that happened w- with, the, with the 2020 election is people passed it up. I, I don't like either one of these a-holes.
1: Yeah.
0: All right. So more national politics because you love it so much. House Republicans critical of U.S. assistance to Ukraine during its war with Russia introduced a privileged resolution uh last thursday i guess uh uh, not thursday before thanksgiving to audit the funds allocated by congress your girl yep hey not everything she does is bad
1: i mean that's true of just about everybody but
0: yes the trains ran on time under mussolini So the resolution is being uh, led by uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene, my congresswoman, and backed by a group of GOP lawmakers. The House and Senate lawmakers from both sides of the aisle, supportive of continued U.S. assistance to Ukraine, say these colleagues are part of a minority fringe. All right. I
1: mean, shouldn't we audit all money ever?
0: And the Fed, for that matter.
1: I Yeah. I mean, like, I don't understand why that's a rogue idea to audit audit the funds, because if we would have, I mean, we're like retroactively auditing the PPP funds we gave out to everybody and finding out that it was used for fraud and went to all the wrong places and loopholes and cracks and misuse. I mean, so why not? Why not? Why is this?
0: The, the money going to Ukraine, the numbers are mind boggling. Mm hmm. Now let me explain something about about the ukraine russia conflict. there is no good guy it's a war not, not just that there's no good guy ukraine's crooked as hell and they have been for years Putin is no is no good guy either there is no good guy in this now strategically do we prefer that, that Ukraine stay independent probably is it our business not definitely not it's it's one thing to give tra- training to an ally or something like that but to get in as deep as we're getting and then we get the news a, a few weeks ago of the missile hitting Poland and the, now this is this is again my area of expertise the first thing Zelensky does is come out and blame the Russians. So much so that people are starting to talk about World War III. As he blames, obviously the Russians are are, are, uh, are bombing NATO allies. So they start talking about which clause of, of the NATO agreement. We have to go with, we we're contract driven to, to defend Poland. And we find out that the missile came from Ukraine. Whether by accident or it was a perfect, or it was a purposeful psychological operation, a deception operation, to try to pull Poland into the war, pull NATO into the war on their own side by saying, "Look, Russia attacked you." Mm-hmm. So there are no good guys here, and it does nothing to help inflation to print money and just pour it into into arms and ship them over to Ukraine.
1: Well, I mean, it's the the problem now is that in the first month or so, everyone was like all eyes on what was going on and now they're not. And so the money is just
0: funneling. Yeah, and, and, and I've said on the show before, I'm seeing people wearing Ukrainian flag pins. There's a house not far from me that, that I pass every once in a while that has a Ukrainian flag flying next to an American flag uh, on the front porch. We don't know what's going on. We're getting the information that Zelensky wants us to give. And the Russians just don't put anything out. And look, the Russians are off. Putin is an awful person. They, they're he's, he's got conscripts with minimal training being sent off to Ukraine to die. And you know, we're coming into into the winter, and you really don't. I mean, I would not want to be a foot soldier in Ukraine in the winter. No. You know, ask ask a couple million uh, Germans about that about uh, attacking Stalingrad in wintertime. It's it's an ugly situation, and I and I and I feel for the people. I feel for the civilians, uh, the people that the mothers who lose sons and the and the and the widows who lost their husbands. And I feel for them. I do. War is a horrible thing, but the the money that we this is not going to U.S. aid or or you know some the Red Cross or something like that to give. This is going to give weapons, advanced weapon systems, and training. To, to the ukrainians and i and the 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 amount of money that we've poured in 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 less than a year is mind-boggling
1: and we've seen that backfire in the past like we've seen oh really yes really <laughs> I'm just saying i i don't understand why auditing funds
0: is such a radical such a radical idea yeah yeah so yeah the the training and weapons we gave to the mujahideen became the taliban because guess who they were fighting on our behalf the russians Mm. so all those afghans that were our ally the mujahideen those are the same people that are now the taliban it happens over and over and over again. They take our training, they take our weapons, and when the common enemy is gone, it's turned on us. And, and like I said, this is not the first time in history this has happened. It, it just it, it's 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 almost like no one even opens a history book.
1: Do you wish that Marjorie had not introduced it? Like, do you wish someone else had?
0: Yeah, if, if, if you keep her and gets off of it, it probably has a better chance. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: And, you know, it it has a better chance in January. At this point, she's dropping, she's dropping a bill to do this. That's not going to go anywhere. I mean, we're mid-November, end of November, going into December. And we're a month away from a new Congress, so the bill would have to be have to be introduced again. So this, I, I don't, I don't, I get the desire to do it, but we are so close to seating the new Congress that we can actually have hearings and audits and and all that stuff if if the Republicans want to do that. But yes, that, that, that's one of those bills that we talk about all the time, especially with Georgia politics, that uh, I appreciate your help, but it'd be better if you keep your name off of it. Because mm-hmm. as soon as you put her name on it, it's a fringe group. But this is a good time to remind you that these are our opinions and not those of anyone not on the show or any respective company for which we may work, own, or otherwise associate ourselves with on a regular or irregular basis. Also, you could find other episodes and relevant stories over at the georgiavirtue.com. Jessica, it's time for the Mule of the Week.
1: The Mule of the Week this week is the Crossroads Chronicle newspaper in Emanuel County, which is Swainsboro, um, Twin City, Stillmore, Adrian, Oak Park. All these sa- cities that you've heard me talk about before in Manuel County on I-16 as you're headed to Savannah. Crossroads Chronicle. They are a print publication. They also have an online presence, um, Facebook page, all that jazz. And this past week, they had an article that was identical to an article that I wrote because they stole it. Um. My article, we actually talked about it on the show last week uh, about the Judicial Qualifications Commission um, charging Judge Reeves, who is in Emanuel County, with, um, or in that circuit, with the 56 counts of, or 58, I can't remember, but whatever. They copied it word for word, stole my graphic, um, didn't give me credit for my name, and like totally stole my thunder on. In the, in the region for it and um, we're crickets when I can't to them about it so they are the meal of the week and I wouldn't be upset if you went to their Facebook page and you know trolled them just make sure it's the one in Swainsboro and not the one in North Carolina
0: yeah that'd be awful
1: thieves I hate a thief
0: yeah, and I, put that, I did put a gif up on their thing, uh, young thief. Uh, and you had a, a decent number of trolls hop on. There. I, I guarantee you that they're, that they're deleting uh, comments. Perhaps. But you know, know damn well you, you didn't produce it. I mean, look, even down to the graphic. And this is not a one-line story that you wrote. I mean, it was an in-depth, deep dive into to this this judge and what the charges were and you and you scoured you spent hours scouring through information well it really and theft go ahead so theft is theft and theft of intellectual property is theft
1: yes and it bothered me most because um, of the the sheer amount of time that I took in and somebody made like the jerk comment about um, well if if you really care about um you know, getting the information out there you won't you, you won't care who gets the credit and i was like well it's not really about getting credit specifically like oh good job jessica it's about the credit for the um the clout of the com. and i mean we make money off of advertising and analytics and everything else and doing this job is not a hobby it is a job that takes time and money to to do so when somebody else claims the glory for that it it harms us Um, so it's not about the credit from the like oh did you see what Jessica wrote it's the credit of oh here's the return on and the investment of time and and work and the work product and also that it's theft but there's more to it than that so
0: mules big fat mules and this is your living it is you know you're a journalist, and this is your living. And when someone plagiarizes your your hard work, and I don't care if it took you 10 hours or it took you 10 minutes, it's still your work. And the same thing that would get you thrown out of school for doing can get you sued in real life. Mm-hmm. It's true. And it's just a, it's a jackass thing to do, hence the mule of the week. And the thing is, is that when when they act like, I saw someone who put you, but isn't it true? It doesn't matter. Uh, and, and when they did finally get goaded into putting uh, the Georgia Virtue up there, if you the link was either unclickable or it took you back around to their story on it. So it never cl- linked back to the Georgia Virtue.
1: Correct. That is correct.
0: Mules. And you know when we when we pull stories, even even on the show, I, I you know I try to give credit. Hey, this is off of this this is off a of reason, or this is off of AP, or this is off of New York Times, whatever it is. We you know do our best, especially if we're going to quote the article directly, even on our little show. And it's not about money; it's about the right thing to do.
1: Right. Every I mean, writers are. They are their product. And if you've actually like taken the time to, you know, build a reputation on a certain type of content and a certain way of doing things, then, yeah, you're going to be mad when someone steals it. Thieves.
0: Thieves. Absolutely. It is theft. And it shows they have no journalistic integrity or any integrity as a person. Like, you don't have a soul. You just go and steal somebody's work (laughs) like that. You don't have a soul.
1: Oh, gosh.
0: So we have frustration over uh, the Republican Party fundraising efforts that puts Herschel against the good old GOP.
1: Yeah, they did him dirty.
0: (laughs) Yeah, they did. (laughs) So we've got different Republican groups. From all over the country that are making phone calls, uh, talking about uh, keeping uh, winning the senate, getting Herschel and into office, and using his name, using his race, and and raising money. And they're gonna they keep a small commission, uh, to do that of 90%. <laughs> yes,
1: freaking. So, okay, so when I saw the headline, it was like, well, I saw some people sharing about how there's a need to donate directly to Herschel. And I saw this, like, right after um, November 8th, I saw some Republicans talking about this. And I'm like, okay, well, you know, I understand. Like, you want to, you want to, you want to, like, stack his accounts, whatever. Well, I kept seeing, like, more than you would. More than just your regular like, hey, t- send a check to Republicans. And I clicked on one of the articles and it and it, when it said, I mean, I was expecting like, you know, they took 30 percent, maybe 40.
0: <laughs> Not so much. Even that is a lot. It is.
1: But it would at least be like you would understand the outrage, of course, and, and it would make sense that that would be an like a high a high threshold that they're like oh, okay yeah,
0: and this particular story came off of uh, uh, NBC. Uh, I, I think they they're, they overblow a little bit of of him butting heads with Trump because you know because it, it, their story sells better if they if they put Donald Trump on there. But it says at least four committees, one of them associated with, four, associated with former President Donald Trump. Remember, if you put Trump's name up there, you say there's conflict that that sells a story what sell a story is ninety percent remember the stories that came out about the the uh, uh, foP that would call people mm-hmm. to to uh, raise money for shop with a cop and all this stuff and it turns out they were keeping like 90 percent of the money and, and sending like ten percent to uh, to the actual programs of of your local police department yes, same thing. Same thing. They're they they are proactively making calls, and people think they're doing a, they're doing a good thing for for you know their you know for their beliefs. Like we want Herschel to be to be in the Senate, and he just doesn't have enough money. I see more Warnock commercials. I hear more Warnock commercials. In the commercial on the on the radio, uh, which I don't because I listen to satellite, which is nice. Cause I don't have to listen to that crap when I'm driving around. Uh, but this is. This is I mean it's good that it's coming to light.
1: Yeah, they said that after it came to light that the because the Trump the one that was affiliated with Trump was they they moved it to 50-50 split. Which is
0: <laughs> Yeah, and and uh it's, it obviously means that these other groups don't give a damn. And you know, there's we you see these commercials, especially if you watch any of the Fox networks, the Fox, you know uh, Fox Business or Fox News. Uh, you you see uh, support Herschel Walker and and uh, it'd be like American Committee for Truth or something like that. Then you find out that American Committee for Truth is making a ton of money and lining their own pockets and throwing you know throwing a dime to uh, to Walker. Yeah, like here you go. You should be happy you get this.
1: There was an article that came out, um, I think it was on MSNBC as well, and they said, um, the headline was, Has Herschel Walker Finally Discovered He's Being Used by the GOP? Um, the Georgia Senate Candidates Camp denounced Republicans for using decepting fundraising that invoked his race, but gave him only 10 cents out of every
0: $1. I And look, this is not the GOP, the GOP doing it. That I'm no. saying, it's this is these are fringe groups that that create packs, and yes, they're absolutely using Herschel's name and his image to to, to line their pockets. But absolutely, absolutely, that's that, that's 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 what they're doing. But to, to, again, the story makes it more salacious when you say the GOP. It's not the national party doing it.
1: No, but they did reference. Um what was it? Who? Lindsey Graham, when he did an interview, and he said that Walker's election to the Senate um, would dispel allegations that people like Graham and Fox News host Sean Hannity are racist.
0: <laughs> Does it?
1: <laughs> uh, okay. I
0: didn't think of Lindsey Graham uh, being racist one way or the other, nor Sean Hannity for that matter, one way or the other.
1: Yeah, that's true. But
0: but um. that's the political equivalent of being, I can't be racist, I have a black friend. mm
1: mm-hmm.
0: uh, No, you absolutely can be.
1: Right.
0: <laughs> I mean, you absolutely can't have a black friend and be and, be, and, and be a racist. You absolutely can't. Uh, I, I, it's a stupid thing to say, but in, in defense of, of the notion that you can can't prove a negative you can't prove you're not racist I don't care if you if you join the NAACP you can't prove you're not and what you know it's one of those things that so once they accuse you of it that's it I mean there's they don't have to prove you are and you can't prove you're not they just saying it's enough right but that's you know that's really (laughs) you know that's oh god if they (laughs) help get get Herschel elected they're they're not racist no No, it's almost like they uh, picked Herschel because of identity politics. And look, Herschel's got Herschel has got everything on his side. He's still flailing. He has the most recognizable name in the state of Georgia. It still could uh, still couldn't take Warnock.
1: Well, yeah, there's problems with Herschel and. It's a Herschel problem.
0: He does have Herschel problems. So the LGBTQXYZ advocacy group sues the Pentagon and Army over ban on HIV positive recruits.
1: I felt like you were really gonna love this story.
0: <sighs> Lambda, lamb, but uh, whatever, legal. Is a, uh, is a civil rights organization that focuses on the LGBTQ, XYZ community, and those living with HIV or AIDS. Filed a lawsuit on behalf of several individuals that it says either were denied entry into the army over their HIV positive status or left the army following their diagnosis and, and seeking to return. All right. We, we talked before the show. This is a very Dave-heavy show on the on the subjects. Um, You're welcome. <laughs> uh, you can live a very long, very expensive, but very long life now with HIV. Uh, whether it's, it was a Renvoke, um, several different drugs that you can you can take literally for the rest of your life, however long that is. This is not the death sentence it was in 1982. You know, when Arthur Ashe was diagnosed. Uh, hell, Magic Johnson's still with us. South Park even did an episode where they started testing Magic to find out what his cure for HIV was. It turns out it was money. <laughs> um, all right. In the Army... We handle blood, Mm-hmm. each other's blood. It's inevitable. Yeah, I mean, particularly for combat arms, but but even, you know, if 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 you're an MP, if 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 something happens, part of your buddy aid, you're not stopping to put gloves on, and you bleed on each other, and even in training, you bleed on each other. Uh, you know, this is where I'm not. Tr- wanted to go back to the days of greg luganus where di- other divers were worried about getting in the same pool of water with him because when, when he was diagnosed with hiv i think it's a a horrible idea uh one for for transmission between soldiers uh with with blood and bodily fluid contact you know literally i mean uh Blood, sweat, tears, spit—everything everything gets exchanged uh, when you, especially when you, when you're downrange, especially if you're in combat arms. The other is the expense the government is taking on by by bringing somebody into the military uh, health system that has to take very expensive drugs just to stay alive.
1: That was, yeah, yeah.
0: We don't allow diabetics. We don't allow obese. Uh, we don't. We don't allow those who. Uh, now you can stay as an amputee, but if if you lose a leg in a, in a car accident, you, you're not you're not going to join the military. That that's 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 just the way it is. If you lose a limb. In service to your country, you can continue to serve. Just like this, they're saying that that if you're already enlisted and, and come down with it, they're going to allow you to to serve. They're not kicking you out for it, but they're not taking on uh, folks that 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 have the virus. And look, it's it's not it's not prejudicial at all. It's simply health and welfare for for that person, everyone around him.
1: I I don't know how you or how the military says that while also saying, you know, we're working to reduce the stigma.
0: The stigma has been reduced. I agree with that. I mean it's not it's not anything that people think about anymore. Although, I mean the only reason I know there are new drugs for it is they run them on TV ad nauseum.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh whether whether you get a month of months a month shot or take daily pills or or whatever else. And yeah I think the the term is staying undetectable.
1: Yeah, keeping the viral load so low that you can carry on.
0: Um, the, the the military is not the place for experimentation, for social experimentation. The Army's job is to kill people and break things. hmm That's it. It's not is not to reduce stigma. It's not it's not to make people feel good. It's not to pay for transgender surgery. It's to kill people and break things. If any policy any new policy enacted in the DoD should be: Does it make it? Does it make our force more lethal? Yes or no? The answer is no. Scrap it. And you're and you're taking on legacy costs with 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 HIV treatment because you know if these folks retire, they're going to be on on Tricare for the rest of their lives, paying for. Renvoke or whatever, whatever the next drug that comes out that's, you know, tens of thousands of dollars a year for that one particular medication. On top of everything else that the military gives you, like, you know, liver disease and bad joints.
1: Mm-hmm. I don't know. I, you know, uh, I think the... I think the, it, it almost gives the optics of recklessness.
0: I'd, I'd agree with that. I'd agree with that, that the social implica- implications are more important than, than taking care of our troops, than making sure that our troops have the training and the material needed to be the most lethal force in the world. And this, this is what we're worried about. We're getting sued by, you know, the initials.
1: Without any, um, I mean, with seemingly with disregard for something that could be quite right. disruptive.
0: Absolutely, I mean, even just look, even
1: you- just the concern of having con- contracted it, you know, and then be later learning that you did not, and that or you, you know, like that that could be terribly disruptive in a time that is already a crisis
0: what's the first thing that, that, that a police officer does if they if they get cut from a suspect or get get a needle or something else and, and get cut
1: they go to the hospital
0: right and it's a and it's a high stress situation so you don't you're not going to know the soldiers that have that habit it's you know they're not going to wear a badge that says HIV positive. So if you're a medic working on somebody and, you know, you've got scrapes in your arm and, and you're stuffing somebody's guts back at them and you cu- you come home and, you know, you go have sex with your wife.
1: That escalated quickly. Um, but I, I mean, I see where you're going with it and I don't disagree, but.
0: And then whoever she's screwing while well, he's deployed after that, uh, we call him Jody.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> but no it's it's this the military has been isolated from this crap and and, and we were we were allowed to have certain standards but it doesn't stop here it doesn't stop with don't ask don't tell then you can serve openly gay fine it doesn't stop as soon as soon as as, soon as the, the, the social justice, what we call them now social justice warriors, but the, the progressives, as soon as they get something, they want more, more, more. You know what? Yeah, well, absolutely. You know, gay soldiers can serve. They're, uh, they, they can serve their country honorably. Fine. What about transgenders? Well, well isn't that a mental disorder? We, we, we eliminate mental disorders. We, we try to anyway. Uh, and they start saying, fine. Fine. Okay, what about those with AIDS? What? It's a horrible idea. It doesn't stop. Next we're gonna hear that they're fat shaming because they don't they won't take obese people. It never stops.
1: I mean, we've kind of done that with policing already.
0: Yes, I've have, I have seen I have seen some cops that I could outrun and that's sad. And if anybody ever sees me running, you better get in front of me because something bad is behind me.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But yeah, yeah, that's we have. It, once you pass, once you get your post certification, uh, yeah, you can't you can't fire somebody for being fat. They can barely squeeze their belly into the patrol car. Doesn't matter. But it does does that make us more effective at killing people and breaking things? No, it does not. Leave us alone. Go go work. Worry about stigma in the civilian world. Hey, look! You can still serve and not be in the military. You can become a DoD civilian. If if you're if you've got the talent, you can go work for an Alphabet Agency. You you can go work for the DoD. You can work for the CIA. You can you can literally go work in food service or go become a, a uh, civilian uh, police officer on military post. Civilian DoD police. There are plenty of ways that that people who don't qualify to put on the uniform can serve. You know, jo- joining the, the Army, Air Force, Navy, or Marines is not the only way to serve your country. You can also serve by going and getting a job and contributing to our economy and, pay- and paying your bills and uh, uh, being a good person, and that serves our country just fine. We need more of that less people suing to 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 be more inclusive
1: you tell him dave
0: i don't yeah i don't i don't remember Patton going to going to bastone yelling uh be make sure we're inclusive with the bastards no he went there to kill people and break things So, Jessica, do you have any closing thoughts now that I've sucked the air on that one too? <laughs>
1: um, well, I don't know. I um no, I'll leave it there. Just remember the mule.
0: Yes, and, and they are fun to troll. Because they were responding for a while and then just started to pile up. And I may have made a mistake. I told Matt Lowe about it.
1: Uh
0: oh. <laughs> Matt Troll. Mm-hmm. Uh, who knows if he can do anything? is like, half the time he's 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 on a Facebook ban. So funny! I saw a uh, documentary. I don't know how old it is. I mean, it's it's recent, but I think it's been out for a while. It's on Netflix called Facing Nolan. It's about Nolan Ryan. It's an hour and a half. It is fantastic.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh,
0: if you got kids who are into baseball, and you don't even have to be into baseball to enjoy it, it's it's a really good story. It it, it follows him from. Young age, and he actually met his wife in like grade school, and they're still married in their eighties or seventies, late seventies. You don't see that much anymore, do you? No. But but his 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 you know growing up in Texas and uh he, you know he came out. He came, I didn't know. I didn't realize he was a member of the Miracle Mets. Mets. He won. Uh, he won a World Series. The Mets in nineteen sixty nine. Hmm. By the time I knew Nolan knew him, I knew of him. He was. In his upper 30s, going into his 40s, by the time I was really consuming baseball as, as, a, uh, as a kid, you know Nolan Ryan was, was old, for baseball, old. But when he was young, he was very, very wild with his pitching. The first two pitches he threw, I guess, in high school, if I remember the story correctly, is the first kid he hit in the head cracked the helmet he threw so hard. The oh second gosh. kid he hit in the arm and broke his arm. The third kid came up and went back to the dugout and asked if someone could pitch hit for him. Yeah, I bet. But he threw, they estimated, because they didn't have the technology to take like 108 miles an hour on a fastball. Has almost 6,000 strikeouts. Has 5,700 strikeouts or something like that. Numbers that will never be matched again. No no pitcher will ever, five no-hitters. No, I mean, pitchers today will and the fact is he's just a nice old man now. I mean he always was a nice guy. He just he was a competitor on the field. But it's really really good show. It does have a little spicy language in it. Not much, but you know when players are talking about facing him, you know, they drop some S bombs and I think there's one or two F bombs in it. So if you got little little kids, you want to introduce them to it, you may want to watch it first uh, just to, you know, to make sure that it meets with with uh, with your standards, but it's a really good story of of perseverance because he was ready to get out of baseball he thought he was going to give it up so it's a uh, I it, it, i enjoyed it it, it was a, it was an hour and a half well spent so on that note at least i ended it on uh, i didn't end it on a death or anything else this time uh glad to have, have everybody back it is now officially christmas season which means going to the grocery store costco or anywhere else is going to suck for the next six weeks So for Jessica Slogy, my partners in Endeavor, for Eric Cumbie, our awesome editor, I'm Dave Roberts. Have a great week.